This is Coffee with Timmy. Hello, welcome back to Coffee with Timmy. How are you doing? Someone asked me about a month ago, I think it was a month ago now, why I never talk about fathers and when was I going to talk about fathers. So I decided, um, let me start with my father. So here I am interviewing myself, talking about my father. It didn't turn out the way I expected. I hope you enjoy listening to it. Here it goes. Father, <laughs> my father never approved of me. Yep. Well, after that kind of sentence, I don't know where to go from there. My father's been dead for over um, um, 10 years now, maybe about 12, 13. And he died in September, just a few days before his 78th birthday. The funny thing is the month of this September proved to be hard for me and I didn't understand why. And I find that I was thinking a lot about him throughout the month of September. And again, I didn't understand why, because we were not close. We didn't have a good relationship um, from my late teens to maybe two or three years before he died. And I wouldn't say it was a good relationship. It was just a relationship that I forced myself to have with him. And um, so it was strange for me to be thinking about him and to be looking back um, on, on life with him or life without him as the case may be. Fathers proved to be a very essential part of our life. I will never ever in any way or any form look at my father or say that my father was just a sperm donor. It was more than that. And I find it, um, and I, I can't blame them, I guess. I can't blame those who say their biological father was just a sperm donor because of the way those men have behaved. But I would never say that about my dad. I would never. We didn't have a good relationship the older I got. And even when we were young, now, <laughs> this is funny because now I'm more forgiving or more understanding, I should say. I'm not sure if I'm forgiving, but more understanding. So I'll, when I say, even now, when I think about it, I, I realized that he didn't know any other way to parent. He was brought up in a generation where things were harsh, when parenting was um, very heavy-handed, and that's all he knew how to. He didn't have the opportunity to see any other side. And life wasn't easy for him. And I know a lot of people are going to say, well, life wasn't easy for them as well. But it's okay. Now I can, <laughs> I can't believe that I said that, that now it's okay. I got, um, I went through my childhood with a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of beating. And funny, I never saw it as child abuse. I will admit that I was mischievous. I was naughty a, a lot of times. I didn't think I should have been smacked as often as I was. But like I said, I don't think my father knew any other way to, to discipline or to correct. You know, it had to be the cane. And if you grew up in the environment where I grew up, in the country where I grew up, there were people in the market, on the streets, who sold sticks canes that we're going to use to smack your children it was a legal it was a legal occupation to have it was a legal job to have and my father had different sizes different lengths depending on 
um, the offense. And I'm sorry to say I got I got beaten with every single one that was in the house. <laughs> oh gosh, I can't believe I'm laughing about it now. But fathers play an important role in our lives. I think, um, again, it came to me, you know, this thinking about my father because I work with children and I see some fathers that are so absolutely loving, so present for their children. And then I see fathers who are there physically, but they're, they're absent. Emotionally, they're absent. Spiritually, they're absent. Just the other day, I was talking and this this child who is not even 12 yet said, I don't have a father. I understood why he said it. I know why he said it, but it was such a, it was a very painful thing for me to hear. And I told him, don't say that, you know, but he said, no, it's true. I don't have a father. I know the father thinks is looking after these children because he's, you know, putting money there throwing money at them but that's not what they want and not only that's not not only that that's not what they want they've seen the way he especially treats their mother they've seen the way he treats their mother they've they've heard the language that he speaks to them and he took this child being corrected by us the educators to say no you can't talk like that no that's not right for for the child to realize that Oh, that's not normal because for, for, for that was it in the, in, in the house. That's how they spoke. You know, that's how they spoke. That's how the father spoke to the mother. And he just didn't realize that that was wrong. Fathers don't understand the, the authority, the position, the, um, what am I going to say now? That they hold over their, over their, the role that they play in their child's life. It's not just paying the school fees. It's not um, um, being taking them to school and back. It's a whole lot more than that. Your child, whether a boy or a girl, is looking at you to learn how to treat a woman. Is looking at you to learn how I should be treated by a man. And when you don't do it properly, you're not there for that child. When you just put money at things and thinking that's going to solve the problem the best education uh, or rather the best school you don't know whether they've been educated um holidays to you know nice far far away fantasy exotic places it's still not it it's still not it i remember reading about a child who got um a, 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 a christmas present through uh, opened all of the present threw out everything inside the box and then sat in the box to you know for to to have a make-believe car for that child the box was the most interesting thing not that expensive toy that the parent had bought and it tells you how a child feels when you spend time with your child um something some people think quality time means we go out we go um for a date we go to a restaurant we go to a, an amusement park or something like that. But for the child, it might just be you sitting down there watching TV with them. It might be you playing a game with them. It might be you playing basketball. It might be you, you know, doing whatever it is. 
when you go online and you see father has been silly with their daughters letting the daughter do the hair or putting on makeup on the father's face it's yes it's a silly thing for an adult to be doing but do you know that child is going to remember i remember um just last week seeing a, a man in a in a wheelchair but was dancing on stage with the other fathers with their ballerina daughters yes he had to turn around in the wheelchair yes he couldn't jump up and down for that child that is precious that is what she's going to remember even when they begin to fight which they will as you get into your teenagers begin to fight with your parents that's what they're going to remember and they're going to hold on to that those are it's it's the memories that matters it's those precious time that you spend with your child that matters i remember um um when the power was out when we didn't have power when i was younger and when i say when i was younger i'm talking before i was 10. my father used to bring us out of the out of the flat and we'll put down mats you know raffia mats on the floor and we'll sit outside well i'm in africa so we sit outside um under the stars we'll say and it will tell us stories folklore what he, what he grew up with and you play games that they obviously played when they were younger we didn't need the tv we didn't we didn't have um power anyway there was no wi-fi or anything like that then but i remember them and i remember the songs and i remember the gentleness the care at that time and sometimes i wonder at what point did our relationship go sour when did it go wrong what did i do wrong or what did he do wrong there's some things that i did that um i'm never i'm i i, I don't know if i if i can forgive it i don't even know if it matters anymore whether i forgive it or not because like i said it's dead and i held on to this grudge for so long and all the things he should have done and all the things i expected him to do as a father that he didn't do until a friend of mine said to me he's never going to apologize and i said what do you mean he said but i guess i was lamenting again too i was obviously talking to her about it and he said your father is never going to apologize or your you know your parents are never going to apologize and i said what do you mean and she said to me they're from that generation where parents don't apologize to their kids they're from the generation where parents never say sorry it doesn't matter even if you can prove it <laughs> if you can prove them wrong they're never going to say sorry and you know what that is what helped me to be able to even to talk to him to even be in the same room with him that doesn't mean he didn't do things even after that that you know we will start fighting again <laughs> let me say it like that but she helped me and if your parents are from that generation you need to help yourself you need to help yourself to not hold on to the bitterness you need to help yourself to let it go i, I like I, I like i'm saying now he's been dead for over 10 years and yet i still i still remember it's not as um it's not as hurt hurting it's not hurting me as much the things that he did or the things that he said or the things i didn't do but i'm i'm able to look at it and even try to remember some things that i learned from him you know at one time i was saying to someone who were you know they were saying this really profound things that they learned from their father and i was crying i was like 
I didn't learn anything like this from my dad. But between that year, before I turned 13, I learned to iron from my father. And that time I thought, oh my word, this is the end of the world. All my friends are playing and he's teaching me how to iron. But you know, up to this day, I iron beautifully and I love ironing. <laughs> and it takes, uh, you have to be really good. So I can't go out of the house with clothes that are not ironed. I can't put them on. When I do my laundry, everything has to be ironed almost immediately, whether I'm wearing it or not. I learned that from my dad. I learned from my dad to always feel, to always make a photocopy of, um, of a document that you're going to fill out and fill it out in pencil first. Make sure you get it correct before you fill it out. I know these days everything is done online, but that's something that, that I realized I learned from him. Um, I learned, unfortunately, to be overcautious from him as well. <laughs> I, learned, I learned that. And when, when I left home, which I did quite early for, um, for a girl from my background, I left home quite early. I, I tried not to, I tried everything I could not to date anyone that was like my father. I did everything I could not to be like my father, not to be cautious, to, to take risk. Oh gosh, unnecessary risk. To date uh, men that were unpredictable. I mean, seriously, why would I want to date men that are unpredictable, but they were not like my father? I, it, was, it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't easy, but I just wanted anything and everything to be far away from my father. And here I am. 13 years after he's dead, I'm thinking about him, I guess because now that I'm a parent, I'm thinking about him, I'm looking at my child, and I'm trying very hard not to talk to my child the way he spoke to me, not to do the things that he did, not to do that to my child. And so in a way, he's taught me how not to parent, you know, so I've learned that from him. So if you're, if you're listening and you're a dad or even a mom, treasure the times that you've got with your father or your parents. Those of you who have good relationship with them, treasure it. Learn as much as you can from them and try and instill as much um, of the lessons you learned from them, the good ones that you've learned from them into your kids and the ones that are not so good. Try not to repeat them with your children. Otherwise, it becomes a vicious circle, you know, it becomes a vicious circle. And um, yeah, I called him daddy. I called him daddy because that's what he was. Till, till he died at 77. And obviously, I was really pretty old by then. He was still daddy. He was still daddy. One thing that I know that I did no matter how mad I was at, with him or at him, what's the right English now, I could not be rude to him. These days, um, <laughs> no matter how mad I was with my, with my dad, I could not be rude to him. I just, that had just been instilled in me, you know, from when I was young, I could not be rude to my dad. Yeah, I called him daddy. I called him daddy.